What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. And... All right, you alien assholes. In the words of my generation, up yours. And run the theme. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz route on the mic. You got cannabis keen and he's all right. Caitlin is giving out she can give and Calvin doesn't even know where he is. This is real buzz tea. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. I'm Real Buzz Rob. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. And to my adjacent, we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. Ladies, I'm Steve Stiffler, and I have an 11-inch penis. All right. And it's just us two today, so if you were wondering if whether or not Calvin was going to be here... No, thank the fuck Christ. <laughs> Calvin's not here, but apparently there's going to be some voicemails from Caitlin. We do. We do have uh, some voice audio from Caitlin. So, yeah. Voice audio? What am I saying? Well, yeah. An audio file. We have an audio file from Caitlin. <laughs> she Even uploaded... that sounds weird. Just say voicemail or something. She... His voicemail. Yeah. She uploaded two. Oh, good. So, Very nice. Yeah, we'll have to... Well, we'll have stay to... tuned, listeners. We'll get to that here in the Real Buzz voicemail section. How's your week been, Keenan? It's been good. It's been good. Uh, Fourth of July coming up, you know, so... Uh, yeah, that's why we're doing this movie. Yeah. Uh, Independence Day, all that fun times. I, um, for the last three years, I've been working this job where it's te- it's like a, it's a fucking desk job or whatever, but I'm in a cave. And now that with COVID, I'm working from home. But the last three years, I've had to work on Fourth of July. So now, working from home, at least I'll have a window instead of in a cave office space so I can still see the fireworks. Oh, that kind of sucks, I will be man. working on the fourth, but whatever. It's the last... Uh, Last year, hopefully. You're I still going to get hammered, right? Afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, weak, bitch. Yeah, well, you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see what... Once the fireworks start, the, you know, bottles open. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, Fourth of July, too. It's always nice. We've got the lake out here. My cousin's coming out. He's, oh, doing, a, nice. he's doing a pod with us. Yeah, very nice. Not another oh. teen movie. Oh, okay. Well... That just announced it. There we go. That, that'll be coming up. Yeah. Well, very nice, yeah. I also, I also had an interesting thought I was pondering about. Uh, so, it's been found out that... Chick-fil-A is continuously giving um, millions and millions of dollars to anti-LGBTQ, LGB, I always fuck this up. LGBTQ. Yes. So it's very anti all the letters. And it's giving millions of dollars to anti-letters organizations. And it made me think, which fast food restaurant do I go to that, you know, that Trump's bigotry, like I would just look at it and be like, ah, you know, like, like, okay, like for example, Chipotle. If I was just like, oh, Chipotle, if Chipotle is like, you know, we don't really, we're not down with Black Lives Matter, I'd be like, you know, all lives do kind of matter. 
because you want those burritos. I love I love Chipotle. Yeah. So what, what what fast food restaurant for you just trumps bigotry? No pun intended with the word Trump. I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, fuck. I, I like fast food too much. I guess if it was at, like Hardy's breakfast, that would really be. It's a good one, man. Those biscuits they, are incredible. Yeah. If they were serving racist biscuits or something, that would kind of suck. But uh, you know, I I really do enjoy uh, a good biscuits and gravy from Hardy's. So I don't know. That, that's the first one to come to mind. Uh, yeah. Chipotle, I'd do without. You know, I'd go to Qdoba or something like that. There's, that's, that's there's other point. burrito places. Oh, but Qdoba, the, the, Qdoba, Their Firebirds. No, nah, I don't think so, man. Freebirds. Free. What I say? Firebirds. Oh, whatever. Which kind of would be cooler, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, it would be. But Freebirds, like, I, they don't even compare to Chipotle. It's the best burrito joint. It is, but they've uh, every time they've done queso, it fucking sucks. The new one's pretty good, I think. Uh, it's it's better than the old one for sure. I've been doing a lot of queso. It's, like a, it's queso. more. It's white. It's more white yeah. than yellow. I like it better. It's, it's yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of the delivery Chipotle, though, uh, yeah, me during too. this COVID. Me too. And uh, I got to say, the burritos haven't been as good. Something about not being able I to see them. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. It's been, it, eh. it, it feels like they've either been made 15 minutes before they were supposed to be made. Like they're almost too cold when I get them. Yeah. Or just, it, it's almost like because of a supply chain issue, the ingredients are different too. It just doesn't quite taste as good as it normally does. Yeah, and it's like they just, they're not making them with any care. I guess if I'm standing there looking at it, I can be like, all right, well, give me a little bit more. Like, can you mix that up a little bit? But. Uh, the, the last three that I've got, I've been pretty disappointed in. I get strange amounts of anxiety watching the burrito being made. I'm good with every portion of it when you go from the tortilla to the rice to the beans to the uh, protein and then all of your other toppings. It's the end when they're rolling it up. I'm like, I'm not watching this because I feel like I'm putting pressure on the person rolling it and they're going to fuck <laughs> it up and I don't want a fucked up burrito. And I don't want to know it's fucked up because I'm going to have like a stank face on no, looking see, at this person if it's fucked up. I do the complete opposite. Whenever they're, because I get half chicken, half steak. I do that so too. It's, yeah, it makes it fuller. Well, you never know if you're going to get fucking the person that on the burrito writes the C or the S. If I'm paying the seven fifty or if I'm paying the eight fifty for the burrito. You know what I'm saying? It's usually, I usually get an S. I, I do too, but that's, I used to get a C a lot of times. So now I kind of give them the stare down like, come on. Come on, man. Give me that. Give, give me, me that, that C. C. Give me the C. Not save, the save me about seventy-five cents. Yeah, come on, man. Let's let's party here. Yeah, if any Chipotle uh, workers are listening, be cool. Give us a C. Give us the C. I'm not getting guac. I know it's actually even if I wanted guac, but yeah. you know, just give me the C. Guac's almost overrated. It, not not overrated in general, but I just I, it's there's already there's already so much in the burrito. Exactly. I, it's, it's it's too much. Yeah. I'll do chips and guac. Chips and guac's a thing. I'll do chips and guac. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that was interesting and fun. Yeah. Let's get this party started. Yeah, let's fucking rage. The film we will be reviewing today is Independence Day. The first one, ID4, as it was. ID Claire. Monikered on its um, promotional materials yeah, back in 96. Uh, it's funny because my dad would only refer to this movie as ID4. I do too. Yeah. And apparently Calvin thinks that's weird. No, I, well, I, it's, if you remember being alive at the time, all the posters, did. everything did. I, everything said, said ID4. ID4. Yeah. And it's interesting because there was a copyright issue with that. Apparently, Fox didn't own the rights to the name Independence Day. Warner Brothers did. So they had to call it ID4 until they secured the rights to the name Independence Day. Oh, okay. So that's why all the ID4 business. That makes sense. You could have said that for tipsy trivia. I got plenty of trivia. This movie had buckets of trivia. Holy bananas. I thought about doing a thing where I went to the trivia and just looked up five random ones, like scrolled through, but I didn't. I didn't look at it. It would have been tough on this one. There's so much. It's, yeah. it's definitely trivia dense, this okay. film. Well, at least on IMDb. Release date was July 3rd, 1996. What? Yeah, it was the third. I think, I think the, the fourth, the fourth well, was a Saturday, so they released movies on Friday. So yeah, third. that's fair. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? In some... Uh, Countries, it was released on July 2nd, which is the day that this movie starts. That it starts, yeah. yeah. Director was Roland Emmerich. 
Before this, Roland, he's done a lot of big movies. Yeah. Universal Soldier was the first one I recognized. That was that Van Damme, uh, Dolph Lundgren picture. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen that, but I know what it is, you know? I agree. I'm the same. I don't think I've seen it, but I know uh, pop culture about what I know. Yeah. I know it exists. Yeah. I know that, you know, it's Van Damme and fucking Dolph Lundgren. Jean-Claude. After this, known for, he did Godzilla, The Patriot. The good Godzilla. The no. one I like anyway. The good God? You mean the, the bad one? From the 90s? That's a bad one. I like that one, man. I mean, I look back on What's it. What's his fucking name that's in that movie? Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Matthew Broderick, yeah. And Hank Azaria's in it, too. Hank Azaria has a pretty big part. Yeah. The I used di- to love that fucking movie. He's done a lot of disaster picks. This one, he did The Day After Tomorrow. He did 2012. White uh, House 2012 Down. 2012 was bad. Yeah, I don't like disaster movies. Yeah. This one is kind of a disaster movie, but it has more around the plot than just the disaster. Yeah, for sure. So I, I like this one okay. I don't enjoy The Day After Tomorrow or 2012. That, those aren't my kind of movies. They, 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 they'd stress me out. I didn't mind Day After Tomorrow, but I haven't seen it in fucking 10 years, whatever. So. Wasn't Jake Jeezy in The Day After Tomorrow? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal and the chick from Shameless. Yeah, ew. ew Emma, Emma Rossum or Emily Rossum. Rossum. Something like that. Em- Emily Rossum. Em- Emily Rossum. Rossum? R-O-S-S-U-M. She's very attractive. It's like Rossum, but with an ah. And she's also a possum. She's also a great actress. (laughs) Yeah, she is. She's good. She can sing, too. It's Rossum. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, dude. Fucking great voice. Yeah. I like that. Actually, I don't normally like musicals, and I don't like operas. I like that movie, The Phantom of the Opera. There you go. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I guess watch it sometime. He also directed White House Down, and most recently, I didn't realize he directed this Midway, that (laughs) World War II pick that came out just recently. Oh, with Aaron Eckhart? Or whatever? Yeah. I think he's in it. I think that's right. Yeah, I haven't seen I it. I didn't but, see it. Yeah. Uh, I'll catch it when it comes to HBO. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to do that. Wrong, wrong drop. I, that's Calvin's fart from last week. Uh, Rob cut it out, made it a drop. Yeah, I isolated it and made it a drop because, I mean, that's just audio gold. <laughs> Your face after you hit that. That was good. I did. Uh, that was unexpected. It was an accident. I did that. It was the wrong button. Oh, Moving man. on. Cast. Will Smith as Captain Stephen Hiller, Bill Pullman and uh, Bill Pullman as President Thomas J. Whitmore, Jeff Goldblum as David Levinson, and then Randy Quaid. I, it was tough choosing the fourth person in this because there are a lot of uh, like tertiary characters that could have been the fourth choice. I just thought Randy Quaid would be the most interesting, so I chose him. I don't mind that. Randy Quaid as Russell Cass. Case. 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 He ends up yeah. saying Case. Russell yeah. Case. Reporting for duty, and I just want to say I'm looking forward to go kick to mass ever since I got probed, you know, in the butthole. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Judd Hirsch, honorable mention, Judd Hirsch is Julius, mm-hmm. Vivica A. Fox is Jasmine, and Harry Connick Jr. as Jimmy. That's a lot of J's. Fucking Harry Connick Jr. goes all out in this. I don't know what I really enjoy him. To do. I really enjoy him in this movie. He has fun with the character. I really enjoy his performance. I enjoyed it a lot as a kid. This is a movie, another one I've seen a thousand fucking times when I was a kid. Probably wore out the tape on the VHS. Yeah, me too. It. But, um... And Harry Connick Jr. never bothered me. This First off, this was the first time I realized I was Harry Connick Jr. I was like, oh, fuck, that's who that is. And uh, just, like, he was doing a southern accent at some times, but then he wasn't doing an accent at other times. He was trying. I, I didn't know what he was doing there. It was okay, though, because maybe it's because I know he's not technically, I mean, he's acted, but yeah. he's not, like, an actor. He's a singer. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's funny in it. I guess he is, you know. He's like that friend. You're sad when you see him die. I enjoy his character, and I yeah. also was pleasantly surprised. And I, I'd seen this movie a million times like you, but once I watched it again, I was pleasantly surprised by how good like chemistry that he had with Will Smith. Oh, for sure. They had a really good rapport. Yeah, it they was did. it was it was funny, and it was interesting to watch. You could you believe that they were old friends for sure. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like it. 
So Will Smith, we have gone over his filmography in a prior pod. So I have some wicked wicked wild wild, wild west. west. Jim West, Desperado. So his full name is Willard Carroll Smith Jr. Willard, huh? Yeah, not William. That surprised me too. Willard. That like that fucking guy that controls the rats. Uh, like uh what's his name? Chris McGlover. Fuck. Yeah. Could have at least rated a Michelob. So he said he based Captain Stephen Hiller, his character, on his favorite on-screen hero, Han Solo. I can see that. A little bit. Yeah. He's a badass. He is the first hip-hop artist to be nominated for an Oscar. Well, there you go. What was he nominated for? I don't remember. I think he's been nominated a couple of times. Oh, Pursuit of Happiness, probably. Yeah. He's, uh, that movie got a lot of Oscar buzz, he's, I remember. Yeah, he's kind of that always a bridesmaid, never a bride when it comes to award shows. Like He is... He does a lot of big blockbuster things, though. Like, yeah, they call not, him Mister July. Yep, especially back in these days, like in the nineties. Back he when he still made good and, blockbusters. Yeah, this he hasn't and made Bad a good Boys one in a while. And, did this come out the same year as Bad Boys? No, ninety six. Bad Boys was ninety five or four. Okay, okay. It was ninety five. Okay, but still, big budget after big budget, just balling Will Smith. Interestingly enough, he shares a birthday with Michael Madsen, Mark Hamill, Donald Glover, and Michael Douglas. Well, there you go as well. It's interesting that that many famous people were born on the same day. Do you know what day it was? No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have looked that up. So you might have been born on the same day as Will Smith as well. I doubt it's March the 20th, but maybe. Yeah. Well, the listeners, maybe one of them. He also famously turned down the role of Willie Beeman in Any Given Sunday, which subsequently went to Jamie Foxx. He's turned down a lot of roles, hasn't A he? lot of like roles that Neo? would have been red. Right, yeah, yeah. Neo in The Matrix. He turned down a lot of iconic roles for shit roles. Like, he did... I think he turned down The Matrix to do something... He did turn it down to do Wild Wild West, I'm pretty sure. That's, that could be right. <laughs> yeah, which I'm, I'm okay with that because I love that movie. Going back, while I do enjoy Wild Wild West, I think career arc-wise would have been better if he did The Matrix. Yeah, but Keanu is... I, I'm glad that how it all turned I, out. I, yeah, I am too. I am too. Keanu's the best. Yeah. Okay. I know Kung Fu. Kung Flu? I'm kidding. Kung Flu. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Bill Pullman. Before this, known for Spaceballs, Newsies, A League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Wyatt Earp, and Casper. The Friendly Ghost. I like that. That's the first thing I remember seeing Bill Pullman in. Him and Christina Ricci. Ricci? Ricci. Ricci. CC. Uh, in Casper. I still like that movie. There was one that you said, oh, Spaceballs. Yeah. Well, he yeah, was Lone was, Star. Lone Star. That yeah. was his first big role. Yeah. After this, known for Lake Placid, a candidate for this podcast, in my opinion. Yeah, we should do that. I've never seen it, but... Oh, it's 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 enjoyable, but terrible. Uh, alligators, man. Known for Titan AE, Independence Day Resurgence, and The Equalizer 1 and 2. I'm pretty sure in the sequel, Independence Day Resurgence, isn't he just like a drunk old bastard? Like, I, I can't... We didn't... We were going to do that movie, but we didn't... Watch it. We still I are. Need to watch. We're we going still are going to do it. So point. I'm pretty sure he's just like a drunk old guy, though, if I remember correctly. Like he's burnt out. He's like, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if that's the greatest description. He is a weathered older man who's seen a lot of shit <laughs> okay. and has a lot on his conscience. That's drinking a lot, right? I don't remember. That could be right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll save it. We'll do it. I compartmentalize drinking because I drink a lot, so I'm just like, I, I feel bad. I'm like, that guy's a fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it, bro. I get it. So I'm just like, oh, no, he's drinking. That's normal. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you have a drink at 3 o'clock on a Tuesday? Fucking A, man. Jeff Goldblum. Before this, known uh, for... Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, 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 remember that uh, depiction of him on South Park? Butt sex. <laughs> I don't think I Butt do. Butt sex goes to the... 
polar polar ice cap polarity. Oh, that <laughs> if was, I reverse the polarity. Yeah, okay, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Before this, known for Jurassic Park and a movie called Nine Months that has Hugh Jackman and oh, I can't think of her name. Redhead Julie. It doesn't matter. Juliana Margulies. No, 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 She's no. Not Julianne Moore. Thank Julianne you, Julianne Moore. That's yeah, who it is. There we go. After this, known for Jurassic Park 2, The Prince of Egypt, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, uh, Independence Day Resurgence, Thor Ragnarok, Isle of Dogs, Hotel Artemis, and Jurassic World Dominion coming up. I got two shout-outs there. Okay. Uh, first off, Thor Ragnarok. Great movie. My that favorite Marvel movie. Might be my movie. favorite Marvel movie. It is I my really favorite. enjoy yeah. it. Very funny fucking movie. Shout out to Taika Waititi for that because he's great. And Jeff Goldblum in that is fucking, he's just Jeff Goldblum as the master or whatever the fuck he, he is. He kills it's it. So good. It's a small role, but he's very memorable. So good in that. And then also I want to shout out because um, Jurassic Park 2, I know nobody likes it. but it No, holds, I do. I like The Lost uh, World. Thank you. Yeah, it holds a special place. It was one of those early DVDs that we had. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, exactly. And uh, I used to watch the shit out of that DVD. Like, it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, I shit on way too much. It's way better than Jurassic Park three. I've only seen the third one once. I'm pretty sure I saw it in a drive-in and was like, "Fuck this! I never want to see it again." It's not worth seeing not in a yeah. drive-in, so don't worry. The second about one's it. pretty good, and Jeff Goldblum is the star of that movie, so that's what makes it so good. He's just in it the entire fucking time. Pretty so sure I, Vince Vaughn's in it too. He is. Yeah, Vince Vaughn is in it. I'm pretty excited for the newest one that's coming out. The Dominion one because it's going to reunite the new cast with all of the old cast, so like That's Laura cool. Dern, Sam McNeil, Sam Neil, no, Sam just Sam, Sam Neil, yeah, Sam Neil, Jeff Goldblum. It's going to have the whole old cast with the new cast. I'm interested in that. I thought the second Jurassic World was garbage. See, I never saw. I liked the first one. First one was okay. But I never saw the second one. Indifferent King about the first one. I was like, I'll see that when it comes to HBO. I still haven't seen it, but it's on HBO. I I refuse to watch it again. <laughs> I should watch it once. Randy Quaid. Before this, <laughs> hilariously, I would love to watch this. A, a TV adaptation of Mice and Men, who do you think he played? Lenny. Lenny. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I would love to watch that. He obviously was a huge part of the Vacation franchise from Cousin Vacation Eddie. to European to Christmas to Vegas. Yep. And he also was in Days of Thunder before this. And Ren and Stimpy did some voice work for Ren and Stimpy. He was Stimpy's dad. Okay. I don't. Re I used to like that show when I was a kid. I don't remember that character. I yeah. I was I, also like six or exactly, seven. Yeah, I have vague memories watching that show. I know my dad used to watch that show with me, and he'd crack the fuck up at it. So it's really funny. It's disgusting. It's very gross. But I remember it's that. Really yeah, funny. Good stuff. I don't know how Nickelodeon got away with showing that. It was definitely more of an Adult Swim kind of it show. It was the Clinton years, man. It could have been Bush. Bush no, one it was, years. It was Clinton. Yeah, it was Clinton. It, Maybe Bush it, one. Bush one could have bled into it a little bit. HW. Yeah. After this, known for uh, the movie Kingpin with yep. Woody Harrelson. Really funny movie. Yep. Really enjoyed that Bill one. Murray, too. Yeah, Murray's in that. That's right. Yeah. Hard Rain. That is also an underrated movie with Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman. It, hard Rain. It's just called Hail. <laughs> not, not exactly. It's, 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 it's not saying the rain is physically hard. It's saying it's raining hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad we got that cleared up. Also known for Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Haven't seen it. I'm going to go ahead and propose it for the pod. Yeah, I think we should do As that. As a Christmas movie. Come, come Christmas time. We'll do like four Christmas movies this year. Yeah, I'm into that. The 12 days of Christmas, yeah. four movies of I'm Christmas. I'm more on board with doing like four Christmas movies in the month of December. From Thanksgiving to Christmas. As long as Christmas music is playing, we will review Christmas movies. Amen. Well, because we already said we're going to do Bad Santa. And then we can throw this one on the yeah. list. And then we'll come up with some sure, more. There's other ones that are good. I want to do Scrooge, but I just like that movie. So I like Scrooge. Yeah. 
Charles Dickens, Immortal Classic, Scridge. He is also known for the Iced Heart. Iced? He's known for the Ice Harvest, which is a, a good Billy Bob Thornton and uh, John. Oh, God damn it. What's his name? John Carpenter. No. John Cusack. There it is. It's a Cusack, Billy Bob Thornton picture. And he's he's in it towards the end. He's a Kansas City Mafia boss. Oh, there you it's, go. It's a good movie. What up, KC? Didn't he, he get like kicked out of the country or some shit? Yeah. He's had some battles with mental illness from what I've seen on YouTube, the videos he posts. Okay. He was in Canada last I heard, but he's also working again because he hadn't paid taxes for a while, and I'm pretty sure he's wanted in America. See, that's what I've heard is, like, if he comes back to America, he's going to get arrested. I say, you know what? Let's start up the campaign. Free Randy Quaid. Let him come back. Unless he did some real bad shit that Free I don't Randy know about. Free Randy Quaid. Fuck Dennis. No, I like Dennis, too. Dennis, I like, too. I like, come Dennis. on, Dennis. You got to come on the podcast. Dennis the Menace. That's right. He liked one of our he liked one, posts. He liked yeah. one of my posts about Real Buzz Takes. So let's start the campaign. Get Dennis Quaid on. Randy was also in Brokeback Mountain. I've, I've seen that movie once. I don't remember his appearance. Yeah, I saw it once, but no, I don't remember his appearance. I can't quit you. I'll tell you what the scenes he's not in, the ones I remember. There you go. <laughs> okay. Whoosh. Well, we're moving on to specs and deets. The runtime on this film was 145 minutes. I will say I didn't remember how long this movie was, and watching it again, it doesn't feel long. That's what that See, that's what I was going to say, so... But peel back the curtain for the listeners a little bit here. So we're recording this on a Monday night, and we both hadn't watched a movie until today. So one time it's like 8 o'clock right now. Yeah. Um, around 3 o'clock, I was like, oh, I'll start watching this movie. And I was like, oh, fuck, two and a half hours. That's going to take a while. But it's a it it's paced really well. It is. Like, it, it, it just doesn't gets feel, through it. It doesn't yeah. ever lag. You never feel like this part. I, I can't think of a, a scene initially that I would just immediately cut out. Yeah, it, it did drag uh, towards, like, shortly after the everything blows up and shit like that when they're all in area 51 there's like that conversation between judd hirsch uh judd hirsch and jeff goldblum and then yeah. will smith goes and seals the helicopter and reunites with his wife like that shit kind of took a little bit but that was kind of settling down the first half and getting ready for the second half so but i don't mind it. also necessary you can't yeah. you can't it, and that's it, how you brought the first lady back the reason why it works is because it, it really trims the fat. Everything drives the plot forward. There's yeah. nothing that's just there to be there. Yeah. Which is why it works and why it doesn't feel long. Yeah. Everything does come back around. Budget was $75 million. Opened at $50 million. Worldwide grossed $817.4 million. This movie definitely made money. Yeah. It deserved a sequel not 10 fucking years later. And not without Will Smith. Exactly. I can't believe they made the sequel. Will Smith is like, uh, I don't think so. Like, we're sure, still going to make it. I'm pretty sure that's another one that he passed on, though, because of some other role that he wanted to take. I'm not sure about that, but I think I remember hearing that for Resurgence. Well, they were the, like, oh, he wants to do something else. So. I kind of get why he passed. The script isn't great. Yeah, no, I, I saw that in theaters, and that's the only time I've seen it. I was so disappointed because I love this fucking movie. Yeah, I mean, I remember, wasn't Goldblum like opening like a colony on the moon or some shit? I, see, I don't remember. I don't I, know. Yeah, they, it, there is like moon travel and shit. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. Got it. It jumped the shark a little bit. All right, plot keywords. One, trailer trash. I assume that's in reference to Randy Quaid. That's kind of fucked up. What, are we doing net worth? Oh, fuck. Thank you. We'll do them after plot keywords. After plot keywords. <laughs> <laughs> trailer no, trash. Number two, exotic dancer. Number yeah. three, alien autopsy. Number that's a weird one. Well, I think they do it. I know, but it's just a weird. I, some of these plot keywords is like, why the fuck do people search for this shit? But whatever. People, people are weird. Yeah. Number four, saving the world mission. Fair enough. 
<laughs> I guess, yeah. And number five, patriotism. Uh, okay. Globalism, maybe. We had to come together as one humankind. Yeah, I think that would have been a It won't just be word. an American holiday. It'll be, you know, the world holiday or whatever he says. Yeah. The holiday in. We will not go into day. the night. Yeah. yeah. I should have wrote that speech now. That, I didn't write it that's down. That's still fucking, it ages great. That's, oh, yeah. It's still, it's still got me the, going today. It's still the best movie speech I can think of. For sure. I can't think of a better, like, movie triumphantly inspirational speech. Well, we can just do it real quick right here because we've done several presidential speech movies now, like Armageddon and shit like that. We've at least done a couple. At least three. Yeah, and this is definitely the best uh, speech that a president's done. Oh, I, yeah. I'd say a lot of people argue it, it is one of the best cinematic presidential addresses of all time. I would I would argue that. So let's play the little game. What would Trump tweet? I wrote that down, too. It's just like, how would Trump handle this situation? I mean, I don't even fucking know. Uh, we're going to give the aliens a lot of money. They're going to go away. We, we built a wall over the aliens. I have Space Force. Like, it's the same jokes that I was using for Armageddon. But, right. You know. It's essentially the, the same scenario. Yeah, kind of. Just it, with aliens, throw aliens instead of an asteroid. Time, yeah. So I was reading. We're going to deport him. The aliens are illegal. <laughs> I was actually reading on Fox is News. That, is that bad? Today, there was a Fox News article about Donald Trump, and apparently. What? This is according. No, no, no. This is, but no, this is what I'm saying. This is according to Fox News. He is contemplating dropping out of the race if his poll numbers don't improve. Trump is? Yeah. Well, because he's going to lose for fucking sure. Yeah. I, so I think his. I, his strategy there is I don't lose. I just say, hey, you know what? I he makes I left some, on my own terms. Yeah, he yeah. makes up some bullshit reason to be like, hey, I'm going to finish this term out. I'm just going to go away. And I think that could be the best case scenario for everyone involved because if we get a different Republican candidate that's decent in there, I'm open to it, man. I Let's see don't, what happens. Yeah. I don't love Joe Biden. Yeah. I do not love him. I would be very open to seeing just who would replace him and how – that's interesting. Far right, yeah, he would be. If you could get, a, if you could get a right moderate, be, it would yeah. be interesting. You would, you would have my attention. I would listen to you, and I would, I would be, I would definitely be open to voting for you. If the Republicans are smart, they get like a, a a right female or something too, not like a Sarah Palin, but throw a woman in there instead of Trump. You know, I guess Tulsi Gabbard's a, a Democrat, but she's very, very middle. She would be, yeah. Anyways, real buzz politics. We'll save that for the politicians and the lawyers. That's right. As, as Do you know where says. that comes from? I don't. Uh, it was not to go, you know, to political shit again, but it was after the Trayvon Martin killing, and they asked Young Thug what he thought about all the protests and stuff, and he goes, "I'll just leave that for the lawyers and the politicians. I'm just out here balling. I'm blinging." And then he like showed his eyes a little bit. It was my favorite fucking video of all time. If that's Young Thug thinking, "Hey man, Republicans, Democrats, both buy Young Thug records." That's right. Leave it to the lawyers and the politicians. Yeah. All right. Where was I here? I guess so. We'll do plot. No. So we'll do net worth. Do you want to do taglines and net worth? That's cool. Okay. Taglines. There was like eight, but the only I only wrote down two that were worth writing down. Number one, these ETs don't want to phone home. They want <laughs> our home. <laughs> I like it. I really like I it. I actually really, I, I don't think. They make an E.T. joke in the movie, too. I know. Yeah. I don't think the, the writer of this tagline was intentionally being funny, <laughs> but it's really funny now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I like it. What? Yeah, these are like E.T.'s, but they don't want to phone home. These ETs, they want our home. Yeah, these E.T.'s don't want to phone home. They want our home. You could, yeah, you can see some Mr. Movie Phone reading that. This time, E.T. isn't going home. Anyway. Second one I wrote down was, don't make plans for August. 
<laughs> yeah, because it came out in July, Independence Day. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Anyways, net worths. So much money on me, it won't even fold. That's from Fork by Two Chains. Hit it with a folk. Yeah. I know that song. You know what I'm talking about. What does he say at the beginning? Mama, Mama, you get that money on my pail at night. You get my money on my pail at night. No, you get no money on your pail at night. Quit at me. Ain't nobody hollering at you. Ain't nobody hollering at you. All right, so we'll start in reverse order, and we will start with Randy Quaid. Keenan, what do you think Randy Quaid's net worth is? I'm going to say a range. I've been liking that choice. I'm going to say a range because he's an ex. Well, I don't know if he's an expatriate, but he's not in the country anymore. So I think he is an expat. I think he's in Canada. Okay. Last, again, like you said, last I heard, he was in Canada. Yeah. So I'm going to say a range. Okay. One to five. I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, no, negative one million. Negative one million. That's what yeah. he owes. That's a real buzz first. He, he has a lot of credits, too. Uh, from pretty big movies. I don't know what he did with them. Maybe it's a drug problem. Yeah, I don't know. Let's get Dennis on. Dennis, what happened? No, I think he has a, a mental health problem, honestly. Dennis has said as much. He's, he's like, yeah, I love my brother. I'm worried about him. I, you know, I've, I've tried reaching out to him. I hope he's okay. Okay. Well, we, we all are hoping you're okay, too, Randy. Yep, Randy, you are a funny man, yeah. and I hope you're okay. Jeff Goldblum. Well, now he's doing Apartments.com and shit like that. He was in Marvel. Uh, he's, those Apartments.com commercials make me laugh. You also have to take into account he's been a part of some pretty big franchises. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say $150 million. A little high. Okay. 40, 40 million. <laughs> yeah, real fucking high. Damn. Well, I, I'd say underrated. National treasure. Give I, him. I won't argue with that. 110 more million. Yeah, I would say he's a little. Uh, first of all, let's go give back me to like Randy one Quay. million. Now. Randy Quay is 100% underrated because <laughs> yeah, he's worth that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He should be worth some money. I guess I'm worth more he, than he Randy fucking Quay. He should have some money. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, I'll also agree, underrated. All right, Bill Pullman. <laughs> uh, Bill Pullman. Uh, I don't know, 25. Close, 18, 18 okay, million. Okay. I think it's fair. It's, it's yeah. about Bill Pullman, I think. That's yeah, good. Yeah. He's good. I'd be happy with $18 million. Fuck yeah, dude. I'd be happy with like a fucking $5,000 at this point. Fuck it. Give us more. Give us some more of that government money. Oh, that's right. We already did Will Smith. Will Smith was like $500 million, whatever. Yeah, he was worth a lot. Go back and listen to Wicked, Wicked, Wicked. Wild All right. West. Keenan, you ready to do your canopsis? I am. All right, give us your canopsis. Cannabis Keenan. The year is 1996. The president is Bill Pullman, and the aliens of outer space have had enough of our bullshit. So they come down to harvest our planet for resources and blow the whole fucking place up in the process. And what quickly becomes humanity's darkest hours, an unlikely band of heroes led by Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, and Randy Quaid emerge to save the day from the extraterrestrial invaders and make a stand for our freedoms and future in Independence Day. Per usual, very nice, Keenan. That's what happens in this movie. It is exactly what happens in this they, movie. They blow it up. Moving on to the Real Buzz Rundown. This is the portion of the podcast where we go around the table. We say what we like about the movie, what we disliked about the movie. Keenan, it's only the two of us. Let's start with you. Give me anything and everything. I guess, yeah. I guess there's nowhere to go unless you were to say, hey, I'll start with myself. Whoa. That'd really throw us off for a loop, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can do it if you want, but I'll, I'll, I'll take no, the no, note while it's hot. I, I like to go around the table. I sprinkle mine in as you're normally two or three of us You are salt talking. bay it in there a little bit. Yeah. Sprinkle in a little Rob for you. No raging Rob here today either because uh, Calvin's not here to interrupt the drops. You know what I'm saying? No, God damn it. No, I, yes. That's, I've, I feel so serene right now. Just, you know, I'm doing the pod. No one's fucking interrupting me. Going, yeah. 
Oh, I got an idea. Here's what I want to do to start off my Real Buzz rundown. Let's listen to Real Buzz Caitlin's takes. Oh, we should do that. Because we, right. we don't have a segment for voicemails. Let's see what she did. Yeah, well, that's a great, yeah, we'll start with Caitlin. That's a great idea. Yeah. All right. So that way we can know as we're saying what we're saying. Before we start the Real Buzz rundown, we have a couple of voice messages from Caitlin about this movie. She can set us up. She can set us up. Let's go ahead and listen to them. Hey guys, it's Caitlin, your friendly mom of the pod, calling in because it's Volleyball Monday. What can I say about the movie Independence Day? A nonstop thrill ride? Cinematic excellence? Jeff Goldblum at his daddiest? I could say all those things, and they would all be absolutely true. I love this movie. I love everything to do with it. Bill Pullman should actually be the president of these United States. I would Amen. trust him true. in any crisis. True, yes. true, true. Yes. It's like she knew we were going to say that. There's there. just so much about this movie to be loved. There's not one minute of this movie I would change or take out. And that's what's so hard about doing a movie like this. It's amazing. I have no negative things to say. Well, except for that the aliens' insides were real creepy and gooey. True. But other than Fact. that, no negative things to say. Vivica, Vivica Fox, killing it. The dog, leaping over the cars in the flaming t- Boomer. Oh, sorry, there's a part two. Hold on, guys. Oh, stay tuned. The dog flying over the cars in the flaming tunnel. Amazing. I just... I watch this movie several times a year. Not just around (laughs) Independence Day, but I always watch around Independence Day. Because it's just that classic. I mean, the feels you get when that guy flies straight into the alien laser beam to save his kids and the whole world. Randy Quaid. Goosebumps. Anyways, that's my take on Independence Day. My drinking buddy would be uh, Mr. President himself or Jeff Goldblum because, yeah. Um, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye. All right. That was great. Thanks, Caitlin. Great submissions. That was good stuff right there, yeah. I just thought of an off-the-cuff joke. What's that? What if you were, you know, what's the opposite of Bill Pullman? Bill Pull Out? Oh, I was going to say Bob Tugman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why Pull Out. It's not like Bill Pull In. Uh, Bill Pull Women. Bill Push Women would be the opposite of Bill Pull Men. Either either joke is hacky. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. That was good, Caitlin. Thanks for for calling in. And for all you listeners out there, now you hear the bar. Kyle Presley did it, too. Left a voicemail. But now... Come on, let's get some voicemails. Just go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes. There's an icon you can click that says leave a voicemail, and you can leave us a voicemail anytime you want. And just like we did with Caitlin, we will absolutely play it on the air. I also say at the beginning of every podcast, too. Yeah, yeah. So leave us a voicemail like Caitlin did. Thank you, Caitlin. That was wonderful. All right, and moving on. Now it's time for our Real Buzz Rundown, where Keenan and I will each talk about the aspects of the movie that we liked, what we disliked, what we would and wouldn't change. Go ahead, Keenan. Give me anything and everything. All righty, then. Um, so right off the bat, I've always had this memory that I saw this movie in theaters. Uh, I, I always feel like I was on a vacation in Florida or some shit like that. Like I was at a beach. Maybe it was North Carolina or South Carolina. We go to Myrtle Beach sometimes. But anyway, I always thought I saw this movie in theaters. 
but the timing just doesn't check out. If it was released on July 3rd, 1995, I don't, I don't know if that checks out quite. That I would remember it as much as I feel like I do too, but anyway, I think I saw this in theaters. If I didn't, I know I watched it a thousand fucking times on VHS. I mean, up. if it makes you feel better, I can absolutely not remember the first time I watched this movie. I don't think it was in theaters. The the scene uh, in Area 51 with the aliens whenever they're killing uh, Dr. <laughs> Oaken or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that always stands out in my mind. I feel like I saw that on big screen, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, I don't quite feel like the first time I watched this, I understood that the alien was talking through him. I think I, I, I was young. I don't young. think I realized that until this time, to be honest with you. I, I just was young, and I thought, oh, why aren't they releasing him? Let him out. But yeah. now I understand. No, the alien was speaking through him telekinetically, I guess. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, they don't, I guess, necessarily. Maybe they get into that in the sequel. Well, because they If talk, they don't get into that in the sequel, then fuck the sequel. I think they do. I don't remember. I just, you know, because Bill Pullman was like, he, I saw his thoughts. Yeah. First of all, He's why is the alien sharing all of, his, all of his thoughts with him? Try to freak him out. He's mind fucking him. He's the mind freak. Okay. That alien happened to be Chris Angel of Aliens. He was the mind freak of him. He was flying around. Is, is it weird that I'm more afraid of Chris Angel than the actual aliens in this movie? I know. I completely understand that. All right. Here we are. Post Malone. <laughs> Um, and this was, uh, so even though I've seen it a thousand times, I probably saw it, I haven't seen it in probably 10 fucking years or something like that, but my dad did like this movie a lot. He'd always go around calling it ID4, so yeah, I was really excited to watch it again. Yeah. Um, uh, but the titles, I didn't remember the title sequence. They're very Terminator-esque. I don't know if you... A little uh, bit. You I, get that. That. I, I like, get that kind of James Cameron feel yeah, about is, it. This is the 90s graphics that they had to go with, uh, word art and shit like that. Yeah, they had that kind of horn-based intro music, too, like Terminator has. I yeah. get that. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So we've done a couple, like, disaster-type movies and alien... Not alien invasion, necessarily, but I guess, yeah, Mars Attacks and uh, stuff like that. Uh, but I think that the the ship's going past the moon, and you see the flag on the moon at the very beginning. Yeah, and that going, that's a nice touch. That's pretty cool. It's so, still that's still really cool. The the one beef I have with the the moon scene is, and I assume that plaque that they show is real at at the beginning. It kind of seems like yeah, at the plaque almost seems like they're in a museum or some shit, and then it's like oh, that's just on the moon, I guess. Yeah, no, and I, it probably is. My question is, why is there no specific date? It says July 1969. I would think they would have wanted to... They couldn't remember which day they filmed it in uh, the desert in Mexico so, or New, <laughs> New Mexico or whatever. So they, It was just July. We did that, what, July 4th? No, it was July something. Yeah, man, didn't Tyler Perry direct the, the moon landings or some shit? Yeah. yeah. Went up to the moon in 1969. Even Steven's reference. That was lunar. Yeah, that was, that was Rem when she forgot to write her... Uh, yeah. I don't know what you call book report about the whatever the landing. fuck it was. I guarantee you, it was it was the Ian Stevens movie, wasn't it? Or was I, it an no, episode? I think it was just an episode. Okay. But it, there's a lot of '90s kids that know exactly what we're talking about. I love even Stevens. In 1969, when we made a landing, that was lunar. I already sang it. Let's keep going. Um, the dude from the Mummy is in this. I wish he had a bigger part. He's like the old. Uh, he's like in in the Mummy. He's the guy that like is the keeper of the museum or some shit. But he's uh, in this movie. He's like the scientist that they wake up. He hits his head on the the bunk or whatever. Oh, I didn't realize that guy was in The Mummy. Yeah, that guy's from The Mummy, so shout out to that dude. Um, yeah, that's the guy that... I had weird thoughts about him, too, because he is woken up. I understand that... Where are these golf balls? Get these golf balls off the floor. You're trying to kill me. So I understand that, it, you know, the situation is pretty... He wants to get to his place of work quickly because, you know, it's a pretty big deal. But he he goes to his office in his fucking robe and his pajamas. I think he lived there. I think that was like a station. Oh, so, he, like, he okay. got up from his room and that, just walked okay. down the hall. That makes more sense. That's what, yeah. Fair enough. Um, 
but anyway, yeah, so you can always tell, I've noticed with my notes, I, I, I feel like I just shot off like, or shoot off like five at the beginning, so I have something down. No, so I do I the same like, thing because- Dude from The Mummy, that never comes fucking back around. When I'm starting every movie, I have this kind of feeling of anxiety that I have a blank sheet, I'm like, I have to have something to say. Put something on there. So I write down a lot of things very quickly, just so I have material, but yeah. I, I know exactly the, the feeling you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so, so bear with me at the start here, I guess. Uh, I did write Judd Hirsch, or Judd Hirsch does not age, like at all. Looks the same as he did in Sharknado 2. Yeah, we're that not going to release Sharknado 2. That was, that well, was, uh. We might record it again, I don't know. Did yeah, we, we peel back the curtain there for you guys. We did Sharknado 2. He looks exactly the fucking same, though, in that movie. And we also did Sharknado 2. We did a double header. After Clue. So, we had been recording for like four hours, and we'd just been drinking heavily, <laughs> and it's it's garbage. I, I listened to it twice, and it's I, it's not releasable. Yeah, if you just want to go to a bar and like have a lot of people take a bunch of shots and then ask them about Sharknado 2, Sharknado 2 and that's Gallon pretty much says the, the N-word like three times. I'm, I'm, cut I'm that kidding. Out. I'm kidding. He doesn't say it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um... My next note here, uh, and I'm going to read it because it's got a typo in it, which is kind of funny, but young Jeff Goldklum. <laughs> Goldklum. Uh, it's not that funny. I don't know. <laughs> uh, young Jeff Goldblum, though, is great. It's kind of cool seeing him. Like, he actually looks young. Almost looks like he's wearing eyeliner or some shit, though. He's he got does have eyes, very, you know? very dark eyelashes. I've just been watching Lost, too, which I've told you a thousand times here recently. But there's a guy in yeah. that called or named Richard Alpert who totally looks like he's wearing eyeliner. So I, I don't know. Is he? He's not. Apparently, that guy just has dark eyes. Okay. Well, dark eyelashes. I looked at the trivia for Lice. Or Lost. So. Lice? Lice. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> These Vizzies, man. Woo! Anyway, um, the guy, the Harvey guy, um, fuck, he, he's Jeff Goldblum's, like, buddy in the place. Like, oh, Jeff, we gotta get out yes. of here. So, that is Robin Williams' gay brother from Mrs. Doubtfire, who makes yes, him up okay. to be Mrs. Doubtfire. He was he was in some movies back ma, in the 90s. Yeah. Like, ma, just get in the car, go to Ant Flows, ma. Why'd I just send my mother to Atlanta? Why, why does, why, that guy has smoked at least 11 packs of cigarettes a day for the last 30 years. Oh, my God. it bothered, it, It's just like, when I hear it, it's like, cough, man. Just cough that shit out or something. Like, that's <laughs> it, bothering me so bad. It hurts for me to talk like that. And that's what his, that's how he speaks that's, I just all had to cough time. up because of yeah. that, yeah. Ah, I need to call my lawyer. Ah, I'm not going to call my lawyer. The, the last yeah, word he says is, ah, crap. <laughs> yeah, well, he, yeah, he gets fucking smoked in that thing, <laughs> uh, in that tunnel. Um, let's see here. I like the revival message. That must be a typo. Oh, the recycling. Jeff Goldblum is always talking about recycling in it. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of, I, I feel like, ahead of its time. I don't know. In the 90s, were people being green conscience and stuff like that? Not near as much as they are now. Yeah, so he was kind of a trendsetter for that, uh, which is cool. Well, his character was. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, you could argue Roland Emmerich was the one that was the trendsetter because he, he, wrote, he wrote the character. Yeah, that's fair. Well, anyway, good on Roland Emmerich. Let me say real quick, too, just <laughs> while, we're, while we're recording podcasts and we're just talking anyway. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah. Uh, so I, I've always tried to recycle, I, and I don't know if it's because of this movie. It's probably not strictly because of this. You know, recycling is a good thing to do, but I saw this a bunch as a kid. It puts in your head. Put it in the recycling bin. There's so much shit, though. Like, if I'm, if I'm drinking a bottle in my car and I finish a bottle of water, yeah. it's like I can't, you know, not, obviously I wouldn't throw it out the window. But even if I'm at a gas station, I'm not going to put it in the trash can because I want to recycle. Sure. Then I end up with too much fucking shit in my car, though, because it's just like, oh, I want to save these to recycle them. And then eventually I just, I'm drowning in bottles, you know. Recycling for me is like voting. I do it. I don't know if it makes a difference. That's that's a good way to put that. Uh, you know, I, I got no shit to talk on that statement. I, I do it. I, I don't know that 
it's making any difference. But I, it makes I, you feel like you're making a difference, though. Uh, I think it's it's better to do it than not to do it. Yeah, if I can say I tried. Sure. You know, ultimately we're all gonna die of COVID or fucking World War Three or whatever the fuck. Anyway. So. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Just keep listening to the podcast and forget all your problems, baby. <laughs> uh, upgrade to DefCon three. Uh, I wrote that down. I thought that was funny. Yeah, dude, his his um, sec def is a real piece of shit. Secretary of Defense, yeah. Uh, have you you've seen Carlito's Way? He's like the yeah. shitty DA or prosecutor or something in Carlito's Way. That fucking guy. It just he pisses me off because he's all about. He immediately is like, just nuke him, send the nukes up, let's blow him out of the sky. But then when Jeff Goldblum comes in and presents a rational plan, yeah, that sounds like it has a. I don't know if it's a high percentage chance of working, but it's at least a plan that could work that doesn't involve nuking people. And he's like, this sounds like bullshit. Why would you don't make that mistake, Mr. President? I mean, he's already yeah. already nuked that one, one of the spaceships completely for no reason at well, all. That's the thing. So when they did drop the nuke or when they finally do it or whatever, and uh, it, it was completely it looks like in it hits, vain. He's the one guy that jumps up, though. Like, as soon as it looks like it hits, he's like, jumps up. He's like, yeah, yeah he looked he, he, it looked like a fan. And it, like when the you Niner see that fucking shit. Yeah, he looked like when the Niners scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's just like, yes! <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah, and we all know how that turned out for the 49ers, right? Chiefs won. That's right, which I don't know how that allegory or uh, illusion works, but we'll, we'll leave that for the lawyers and the politicians as well. Um, Nimzitsky, though, is his name or whatever. Nimsky N- or some shit like Nizitsky. that. Nimzitsky? Yeah, he was a piece yeah, of shit. He was a fucking Polak piece of shit. <laughs> I don't even know if that's Polish name. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. Oh fuck! But he, he, he. That guy, that actor. I think he died. I saw him at the Oscars not too long ago. Yeah, he, he died recently. Um, but he did a good job of always playing those type of characters that you just like to hate. Yes, he was a career character actor. He had a couple of movies where he played a likable character. Yeah, well, he just has one of those faces, kind of like the guy from the mask, the bad guy from the mask. Dude, oh, you remember that uh, the movie Blank Check? Fuck. He played Preston Waters' dad. Okay, yeah, all right, that's fair. He's not too bad then, though. Uh, yeah, blank check, fucking a million dollars is going to buy you all that shit. Get out of here. Yeah, geez. Well, I don't know. A million dollars went a, a, a lot further back than it does now. That's that true. movie came out, what, 95? Some shit like that, but he's putting like a water slide through his house and right. all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, you're going to spend all that onto the construction right there, a million dollars. Yeah, that, right? that house that he was in was w- worth well over a million dollars. Yeah. Um, let's see what I have here. Randy Quaid is basically just playing Cousin Eddie, the pilot, uh, Cousin Eddie with a pilot license a little bit. He, uh, he seems like he's not drinking a lot in a it, more, but you can tell he's drunk no, he all the he's time. He's drinking a lot. Yeah. A little more Cousin Eddie with a little more emphasis on the alcoholic aspect. Yeah. And, uh, Cousin Eddie abducted by aliens kind of angle. Yeah, that was, I've got thoughts about that too, because he goes around just kind of telling that story. And then there's that weird kind of grease monkey looking dude yeah. who was like asking him if the aliens fucked him. And, it, and then told the newscast that they did. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Yeah. There, there's that scene. And then, yeah. So he's like, oh. have some empathy for a recovering alcoholic and stop just telling everyone in the news that aliens fucked him. Yeah. That guy was a scumbag, whoever that dude was. And on the newscast, it says he's his friend or whatever. He's like, well, when he got abducted, you know, all them years ago, they did experiments. They on abused him, you know, him sexually. sexually. And <laughs> he emphasizes the word sexually. So strange. And then sexually. the guy sitting next to him just kind of nods. his head in agreement. It's like, fuck that guy. Like he got in a fight with him two scenes earlier because of being a douche, saying that type of shit. Yeah. And then he just goes on the news and he's like, well, this is my moment to fuck over Randy Quaid. Abused him. I'd leave the country too. Sexually. Sexually. 
Um, so yeah, I'll have to cross that out down somewhere down the list. Um, I think it's cool the way that Roland Emmerich as a director choice, I guess that he made, um, when the aliens are first arriving and all that shit, there was a lot of restraint used because they could have just shown right away. They could have just gone straight to the alien showing up and blowing up the white house and all that stuff. But there's all those like news reports and you're there with the president watching it on a shitty TV, like with shitty news feeds. I just thought that was cool. It was a, build, uh, it was a great build. Up. It was a great build. It was a you great don't really up. know what's happening. They don't know what's happening. They're was, trying to figure it all out. It was a great build up to a, a fantastic climax of ex- the White House exploding. Yeah. Well, and then the, the and it was it was great that you know they kind of had that plot device for Jeff Goldblum to figure out some kind of code to figure out the countdown. It's a countdown. And that yeah. was re- that was really well done. Yeah. And then like the fighter pilots, the first ones they send out, they're flying through fog, and then all of a sudden it's just fucking fire that they're on. And I did write that that fire would give Michael well, Bay a fucking heart on. Those weren't fighter pilots. They were like weather pilots or something. Yeah, whatever they, they were. They, they were flying a big plane with a huge kind of satellite on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They sent a lot of fucking aircraft up there that uh, just went down. Like that helicopter with all the lights on it, too. That thing's badass. Yeah, they really... They really committed. They, they they committed to this gamble of just sending up a ton of aircrafts and being like, "Well, let's see if they're hostile." And like, no, 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 they are. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely just hostile. Um, well, that's like back. That goes to um, fuck. What's it called? Uh, Mars attacks. When um, Pierce Brosnan's character is like, "Well, they're aliens. They're obviously smart, so they're probably friendly." It's like, I haven't you ever seen Independence Day? Yeah, that's they're the, not going to be friendly. That logic. It's not even logical. Yeah, that really bothered me when we watched that, is that movie. That's illogical logic. Yeah, that's a fallacy. It's like communism. It's a red herring. It's a red herring. Um, I can't figure out how to cross this out, so fuck it. Anyway, we'll move on here. The special effects don't seem all that bad. We've no, done a lot I wrote of the I same pretty thing. Good. This was 96. The, the visual effects held up fantastically, and I was concerned because I was watching in HD. HD was a, even a format around back then, yeah. and they hold up great. Honestly, the, the worst CGI look great. Yeah, the worst CG offender is when the president's coming into Air Force One, or Area Fifty One off of Air Force One, and you can just tell that it's a fucking fake airplane in the back. He's in the hangar, and it's just the fakest fucking plane. But if that's the worst CG, then well, and it's interesting because there's no actual aircraft being filmed other than the helicopters. They're all CGI'd. Really, every single one, even the fighter. Pilots yes, and shit like that? every single one. Really? Yeah. It's so obviously good. they have a, a set for being in the cockpit and right. filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, anytime that you see an exterior shot of a, a, a plane That's all flying, computer. All CGI'd. That's cool. I know. Pretty insane. I did think that it was kind of slow, like for being fighter pilots and like space thing. I did think they were moving a little slow, but I, I let that pass. Well, what do you mean? It just like, you know how fucking fighter pilots and shit would be moving super fucking fast through the sky. I just thought it was kind of slow moving. I didn't even write that note down because I didn't know how to describe it. But since we're talking about this, it just seemed like everything was a little, I don't know, just wasn't fast, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, so I hear what you're saying. So you think the approach, like, for example, when the fighter pilots were coming on to their first counterattack to one of the uh, one of the ships. So, yeah, the very first time they come in and they shoot the thing and they realize there's a force field. It seems like they're approaching up. it forever. Right, forever. Yeah. And then all the ships come out real fast out of the alien. That all is kind of chaotic. But then it's like they slowed it down a bit to show each of the people dying. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like they weren't moving that fast. It was still chaotic and crazy, but they were probably making sure that that computer graphics actually look good in every fucking shot, which, which I, was I cool agree. With. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with yeah. it. It, can, if it looks a little slower, but aesthetically it's better, I'm good with that. Yeah. 
And I wrote down here, uh, the alien attack scene is pretty fucking dope uh, with the iconic shot of them blowing up the White House oh, and yeah. all that shit. I mean, that was on the cover, right? That might, yeah. That's probably the most iconic shot from the film. Yeah, it's still you. That's a shot in cinema history. That's a big fucking deal. We've done movies that are a lot newer than this that have not aged nearly as well. Yeah. From a visual aspect, from just in general. This movie ages well. It's still good. If they release this today... I think people would still really like it and wouldn't think it's old. Exactly. Well, and I think maybe that's where resurgence, but we're not, we'll see when we do it, but maybe they try to get too CG with it and shit like that. Cause this ultimately, this movie is a story about the people trying to survive. Like the aliens are there and shit, but they didn't go too heavy on fucking CG or anything crazy like that. No, like, I think they totally do in the second cause it goes into outer space and all that shit, but we'll see when we do that movie. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. I'm going to skip some things. Oh Yeah. The wedding ring that Will Smith is going to give to uh, Vivica A. Disgusting. Fox is with the dolphins on Awful. it. Awful. It was pretty tacky, right? That Super looks like tacky. something you get out of a fucking like, Florida store, like Dude, a beach shop like or something. Dude, it looks like something you get out of one of those vending machines, you put a quarter in, you turn the yeah. knob, and a gumball comes out. Yeah. I know she really likes dolphins, man. Well, oh, Jasmine, man. She got a thing for dolphins. Yeah. I was like, ugh. Well, and then Harry Connick Jr. is like, well, you know you can never fucking be a NASA pilot if you got a stripper girlfriend. It's like, that's kind of fucked up. We've done a lot of moves. Strip tease, show, well, showgirls, that's not good. I'm not sure NASA stuff. investigates your significant other's employment before they accept or not accept you. Maybe yeah, they, if do, they do. If they do, who gives a shit? I mean, she's out there working hard for the money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you definitely saw a, like a little bit of judgment from the first lady when she goes, oh, ballet. She goes, nah, exotic. Yeah. She goes, oh, sorry. I voted for the other guy. Fuck off. I would have said that too after that after that little <laughs> yeah. that little bit like that fucking look of judgment for being a stripper. You know the first lady, I'm just gonna say it here. She's kind of a bitch in it. She I know that it's supposed to be cute that she's always calling him a liar and stuff like that, but he's liar. like Hey, get the hell out of here. She's like, No, I gotta do this stuff. He's like, What if she, she if she would have just left, she might have survived, but she had to get off the last thing and all that stuff. It is Whatever. a little fucked up that he lies to her about her Yeah, doctor says you're you're gonna be fine. Oh <laughs> liar. That's, that's a, not that's good. That's not thing. a good funny yeah, like, moment. <laughs> I think no. At that point, I think it's ethically the right thing to be like, "Look, I'm. It's, you're not going to make it. You know." Yeah, I'm going to have to raise our daughter by herself because you fucked up and didn't listen to me when I told you to come the first fucking time. Liar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. She wasn't that bad. I guess. From she, a, first from lady is the least interesting character in the movie. I get it from a writing perspective, though. They want to. They want to do a callback to the like, you know that liar thing to. Oh, make they the, beat you over the head with it to make their relationship seem yeah. more intimate and close, and their bond and all that shit. Yeah. Because it, it makes you more emotionally invested in the death. I was so much more interested in the backstory though between Connie and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Connie, who's the secretary or whatever the yeah. fuck, and. Uh, or chief of staff, or whatever she is. I'm sure she's not just secretary. I don't exactly know what her title is. She's the president's boy. She's the world. Oh no, guy. I think she's press secretary because oh, okay. she was doing a lot of speech. Yeah, I think she was press secretary. Okay, that would make sense. But yeah, the the backstory there when and Judd Hirsch. Shout out to Judd Hirsch. He he gives it a, his all in this film too. He does a great job. He's great. I love Jeff. I love Jeff. I love I Judd Hirsch. I didn't that. think I'd go to the White House if I was meeting the president. I would address nicely. I look like the schlemiel. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, "You punched the president in the head." Well, I wasn't the president at the time. I, that whole thing was interesting. The ah, backstory. Anyway, there. yeah, everyone's trying to get out of Washington D.C. when everyone's trying to get in. <laughs> exactly. What do you think? It's not going to be there. And gives him that look. Oh, he, he he de definitely plays the ultimate older Jew. Yeah, and he's he's really good as that casting as Jeff Goldblum's dad. Like they're perfect. Talk about chemistry too. Perfect. They're, yeah, when they're playing chess and all that stuff. That's so great. Ah, uh, you listen to my David. You you all would be fucked if it wasn't for David. It's essentially what it would all be dead. You know. It wasn't for my David. Yeah. 
Judd Hirsch does a great job in this fucking movie. Um, <laughs> it goes when he's uh, doing the Jewish prayer towards the end. Yeah. He goes, I'm not Jewish. Ah, nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that it, shitty guy. Very Mel Brooksy. Yeah, but and it gives redemption to Nimzitsky or whatever the fuck yeah. a little bit. He's he, now he's just one of the people that are gonna get fucked too. Um, let's see here. I'm just not keeping track. I'm just scrolling down and reading shit randomly now. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah. Okay. So at one point, when the aliens are attacking, so there's that iconic scene. They blow up the White House. They blow up the Empire State Building and whatever in L.A. too, right? But when they blow up the Empire State Building, it shows the explosion. Go Is by. that the building? Is it the Empire State Building? Well, whatever they're on, a big I, ass I don't building. Know. In New York. Yeah, I don't. Know. I always thought it was the Empire State. Probably building. is. Which I don't know because it's got that point and they're on the helicopter pad, but whatever. I think um, that's the L.A. one, dude. Oh, okay, okay. But when they blow it up and then they cut to a guy, uh, all these office buildings being destroyed, and there's this one fucking I know guy exactly in the you're talking about putting papers in a filing cabinet, like. Fucking that guy. He's has like to be on the fifty third floor. Yeah. He's like the big bitch at the company. They're like, all right, we're all evacuating. But Jensen, you've got to file these fucking papers before you get out of here. I know <laughs> there's that goddamn spaceship over there, but Jensen, these papers need to be filed. I need that report on my desk by Monday. He's just standing there, fucking. And he just gets like he literally gets blown yeah, away. He gets, yeah. Gets, Fucking, yeah, annihilated. Like, God damn that. I, I think that if I saw that spaceship, I, I would be like, all right, fuck you, sir. I'm not, I'm not putting this. I, uh, I don't give a shit about this job enough yeah. to keep. No, I'm, I'm out, man. I'm yeah. evacuating. I'm out. This job fuck isn't that this good. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's a funny cut in this. But uh, to go with what Caitlin said, that, um, that shot of the dog, Boomer, or whatever, jumping through. Uh, that was the one CGI thing I thought looked. It didn't look terrible. No, it but didn't yeah, look it didn't terrible. age the best. You could tell it was definitely a green screen, but it was fine. Yeah. It, it really, for being as old as it is, it didn't look that bad. But for being a dope-ass action shot, which normally would be like a human jumping out of the flames, and it's just a fucking golden retriever, retriever or I whatever. think it's a lab, actually. Whatever it is. It's a dog. It's a fucking dog. It's a dog. And that's a really funny shot. I, I thought that was not funny, just cool. Like No, huh. it's a great shot, but yeah. it, while we're talking about it, if we could cut anything, that's probably something we could cut, like, yeah, well, I, I wrote this note down. Vivica A. Fox's character is not very observant. So at the beginning of the movie, her and Will Smith, Will Smith misses the fact that the spaceship is right out of the fuck of his front house, but she does too. Yeah. And then in that scene, she's sitting in the tunnel and she's like, come on, come on. And all these people are running by and it takes her like a couple seconds to realize, oh shit, there's a bunch of flames blowing up. Behind me. Maybe I should get the fuck out of here. We'd better go. Yeah. I, I will say not observant, but she's resourceful. She survived. She found that little fucking thing she got through. So good for her. Strippers, man, are always resourceful. Yeah, watch Showgirls. They they figure shit out. Know me. Know me. <laughs> I moan backwards. Uh, the CG for the force field on the ship was pretty sweet. We already talked CG, but really I good? like that blue yeah. stuff. Uh, the way when it first opens up and that chick's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And it's that blue light. That's all really fucking cool. I Those think. people are fucking stupid. What well, do they yeah. think is going to happen? What's going to... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I mean, I... They're just looking at it like, well, like they're in awe. I don't understand how they don't know that there's something coming out of that that's going to murder them. Yeah. Well, I would be fucking... I mean, if that shit happened right now, I, I don't know what I would do, but I wouldn't be like, let me go to the source of it. No. I know that for sure. I might shit myself if I was in that like, scenario. I'd shit but, myself. I'd uh, take yeah. my dog. I'd probably head out to like middle of Kansas or something and just try to hang out because at one point they're at area 50 area 51 and they are blowing up all the major cities, but Kansas city isn't blown up. It's still got a green light on it at yeah, one point in this universe or in this world, Kansas city is like the new New York. Now that everything else is yeah, destroyed. Cause they say they take down Chicago and stuff like that. Chicago, right? LA, uh, New York. 
I think at one point they say they're going to destroy all cities within 36 hours. All major but cities, yeah. Is Kansas City that major? I don't know. Either way, I would have dipped up to Maryville or something. Maybe I've been fine. Yeah. Welcome to the Midwest. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Dr. Oaken, that guy always creeps me out. He's just with his hair. He's got a vibe that creeps me out. His death is very visceral, too, with that. We've already kind of talked about he's that. He's in the second one. Yeah, and that's the thing. How did they bring him back? And I wish I they don't just remember, wouldn't have done that. But yeah. he, he lives, and he's in the second one. He does cut his fucking hair, though. Yeah, but he should. He was killed. I think he was killed there, but whatever. Um, the movie definitely foreshadowed the Area 51 movement, the Storm Area 51, because all these goddamn RVs. You remember that last year when everyone was like, let's Storm Area oh, 51! Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all, these, all, all of these RVs are just showing up to Area 51, and they let them in. Not only let them in, they're like, you got to get inside. Well, let's get them all inside. See, that makes me think that there's nothing there. There's probably nothing there. What's that in the 50s? You had the things in the 50s. That's Judd Hirsch for you. Um, of course, that nuke wasn't going to work. I uh, said that. And then I'm going to try to do a Jeff Goldblum line here um, whenever he's like, uh, we'll, we'll blow him up. And, uh, you know, I think that'll at least uh, buy some time to, uh, you know, take, to take them out, take them down. You know, do, 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 your, do, uh, your, do stuff. your stuff. That's good stuff. Um, forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Drive us out of here. That's another good one. And then my last Forget note. the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Drive us out of here. Yeah. Yeah. My last note. Awful Goldblum impression. Awful. So they're picking up random pilots. Anybody that's a pilot from the RV fucking park, come out and let's fly the shit. Uh, and then they, did you? I've never noticed the guy with the Harley hat and like the beard. He kind of looks like the Duck Dynasty guy. Yeah, I know you're talking. He's about. He's right next to the president at the end of it. They never. I don't know. So shout out to that guy. I've, got, I've never noticed that guy before. I've got issues with this whole scene though because they are recruiting pilots. I understand they're desperate. I get that. But the second that Randy Quaid raises his hand and says, oh, "I just want to let you know." Ever since I was kidnapped by aliens <laughs> ten years ago, I've been wanting to get some payback. So I just want to let you know. I appreciate the opportunity, and I won't let you down. And be like, we're good. Um, yeah. We've got someone else who can pilot this fucking F-15, $15 million aircraft. Maybe let's not like this guy be the president's wingman. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. There, you know? Well, it's ironic because he's the guy. He's the guy yeah. that saves them all, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Well, who saves them all, technically? Will Smith and all them flying in there? I think Introducing the virus? I think it's a collective. It's a collective, yeah. I would say Will Smith and it's Jeff a- Goldblum have the biggest hand. Yeah. Which that that scene, I don't have any notes on that, but that scene where they're in the thing is pretty cool. When they're in the mothership and oh, they yeah. uploading the virus and all that stuff. That's that's cool ass shit. Even the aliens. So that the uh, that weird alien that was kind of sitting in front of Working them. in the and control they, room. Yeah, he that looked great. I thought that was gonna look like shit in H D and it didn't. It no, looked yeah. really good. It actually looked better, I think, because there's a shot where he looks out of the control room and you can see it almost looks like a bunch of alien synac computers and they have monitors with like the world on them and yeah. shit like that. I don't think I'd ever notice that before watching. It in HD this I time. did, um, but not the first time I watched it. Yeah. So yeah, overall, I like this movie a lot. I'm not excited for the sequel. <laughs> well, I sprinkled my notes in throughout, which I normally salt bait do. Salt them in. Sorry, what? You salt bait them in. Oh yeah, sorry, salt bait them. <laughs> so uh, I just have a few things. I thought I think it needs to be talked about. Randy Quaid's son, his McGill, his accent. It's really funny. It's kind of like it's very Bill and Ted with a hint of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, he definitely. What's he doing there? What are you doing, man? 
Oh, bro. Oh, bro, it's the wrong, it's the wrong field. Lives Rob's on the field on the other side, side of town. Oh. That's almost a little, a little river's edge there. It was. Yeah. Even even his little brother, the, the kid that is like, pull over, man. I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke, man. He's like, oh, I don't feel so good. Pull over. Like, that's his dad. He's like, pull over, man. Yeah, well, those kids um, kind of made me feel like I was old because I remember watching this movie and thinking that those kids were so much older than I was and now they're just like Very super fucking younger. young yeah. yeah so I was like fuck I'm old now man D- did you hear at the beginning on the television that uh, they talk about Whitmore's approval rating being below 40 percent that's worse that's Donald Trump's approval like approval rating right now how bad of a job could he be doing well they wanted a uh, a badass or something they got a pansy what do they say they say some shit like that they He's elected a, a warrior and they got a yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Some shit talking. What else do we have here? Dad let me watch Letterman. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I, think he's a, I think he's a traitor, but... <laughs> I something d- like that. So I don't quite... I, I feel like a lot of the characters throughout this movie don't react appropriately to aliens invading because <laughs> once the aliens are invading... Vivica A. Fox is, you know, all mad that Will Smith has to go back to El Toro because he's been called back. She's like, you were supposed to have the 4th of July off. It's like, bitch, aliens have invaded. Yeah. I gotta go. I gotta fight for our lives now, man. I'm a captain in the United States Marines. Aliens have invaded. The f- Yeah, man, leave us off. I've got to go back. I don't understand why she's upset about that. Yeah. Yeah, like my job is to go save the world. You're going to go dance the thong song, and it'll be all right because what I'm doing. I also love that that douchey guy from 10 Things I Hate About You used the aliens invading to leverage that girl to have sex with him. That is that guy from 10 Things I Hate About You, isn't it? Yeah, man, this could be our last night on Earth. Don't want to die a virgin. Don't want to die a virgin, do you? It's like, that's a real fucking... Yeah, you're a scumbag. Yeah, that's that's not great. I I think that guy didn't want to die a virgin. Yeah, that was... was, And I'm I'm sure he did die a virgin. That was Harvey Weinstein back in the day. Harvey Weinstein looked exactly like that in 1996. <laughs> no, Harvey Weinstein was not that <laughs> handsome, ever. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, yeah. So uh, initially when they take off on Air Force One, once they take the chopper to Air Force One, they're taking off. The aliens have fired their primary weapon, and there's this massive explosion behind the plane. Everyone is oddly calm in that, yeah. in that plane. Everyone's just like, like looking around. Like They, they seem nervous-ish. But I will be fucking screaming my ass off. We gotta fucking get out. We gotta go. Oh, we gotta ah! fucking... Yeah, yeah I would totally be, be I'd be freaking the fuck out. That's a good point. Yeah, during this whole movie, everyone's super calm. I'd be like, hey, I think we're just fucked, guys. I think we're just gonna fucking die. That would be me in this situation. So how is that the sec def knows about Area 51, but the president of the United States doesn't? That's weird, right? Like that I don't think that's how it works. I don't think the Secretary of Defense has knowledge about no, that. government programs or activities that the president doesn't know about. He says it's for plausible deniability. Bullshit. But that sounds like bullshit to me. That's part of the reason why I would want to become president is to find out shit like that. If I became president, who they were like, killed Kennedy? Yeah, there's oh, you're president now. I'd be like, all right, who killed Kennedy? What's up with Area 51? Like, give me all the secrets. Give me all the dirt, you know? And they're like, no, no, you know what? Pr- plausible deniability. Fuck, these Vizzies got me stumbling, bro. Fizzy's got you stumbling. What's up with seltzers these days, man? <laughs> seltzers, what's up with those? <laughs> Everyone's drinking seltzers. Oh, now, seltzers, man. oh, what's up with those? Sorry, that's my really bad Jerry. 
Seinfeld impression. I knew what you're going for. I liked it. What's up with those? Seltzers, what's up with those? Um, so with NORAD being destroyed, so that had all the Joint Chiefs, the Vice President, the entire cabinet. I hang out with some Joint Chiefs every now and then. Ooh. Ooh. Cannabis Keenan, he's all right. Uh, so with NORAD being destroyed and everyone else in government dead, there's no fucking way they're going to allow the President of the United States <laughs> to fly a mission to fly a mission in a, as a fighter pilot. Look, man, this is to save our humanity. All right, they need the most badass pilot that they ha- that they have up there. And this guy got elected for being a badass pilot. For Doesn't anyone like have any missiles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? And he would have had an extra missile had he not fired. Well, actually, I guess never mind because he fires uh, Eagle One, Fox Three. Wait, then- okay. Do we know what that means at all? Does anyone understand the vernacular? Eagle One, they're identifying what plane they are. Fox, is it their third missile? No, because he said it after his first missile. Right, so what is that? But then Randy Quaid was saying Fox 2, not Fox 3. So, yeah, I was going to say it means fire, but I don't, I don't fucking know. But I can't even talk shit because he fires the first one. It hits the, the field, and he's the one that's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do a second one. And then they realize they can hit it. But if he still would have had that first missile. Hang on, Eagle One. I want another shot. Yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm Bill Pullman Lone Star. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. They yeah, they wouldn't have allowed the president to do that, probably. No. <laughs> Put Trump up there and fight him. Mr. President, I'd like to know what you think you're doing. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to fly the pilot. I'm going to fly the plane. I'll blow up the aliens. It'll be oh, great. do Trump in the plane? <laughs> yeah. Mr. President, you got to get in the plane. No, no, I don't. <laughs> Is it fucked up that I would prefer Randy Quaid's character in this movie to to be in the plane than, than Donald Trump? Like, I, I, no, yeah, at least I'd Randy much Quaid's prefer an got, alcoholic. Yeah, he's yeah. got history of flying, too. Well, after Nam, I've been crop dusting, and uh, I don't mean, like, on the fields. I just fight in rooms and walk around for a little while. So. <laughs> been doing that ever since. Yeah, aliens touch me one time, so let's go get him. <laughs> it's, it's strange how fast that David Levinson sobers up from the time that he is... What's what I'm looking for? Inspired by his father about catching the cold yeah. and creating a virus. He's like, the whole world's going to hell! I'm going to just make a mess! And then it's like, uh, yeah, get up on the way. I'm going to catch a cold. And it's like, what'd you say? A cold. A cold. Butt sex. Mm, butt sex. <laughs> Polarity. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then he goes up and he gives this really great presentation about I how they're going to infiltrate and defeat the alien enemy. But he was hammered, I don't know, seven minutes ago? That's a good point. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it. Well, that was around the point when I said earlier that I thought it kind of lulled for a little bit, so I was on my phone for a couple seconds, but it is a big fucking deal because that's where he gets the idea. I introduced the virus. I also thought it was funny when they have recruited the new pilots and uh, President Pullman's walking around and he goes, they look nervous. Well, no fucking shit. Yeah. No. Wouldn't it be pretty weird if they weren't nervous? These so, guys are not. These guys are non-military somewhat pilots that are about to fly a military mission in a fighter jet, it'd be weird if they just looked completely confident and comfortable. That's true. That's true. But this movie is, it's not lighthearted by any means, but it doesn't do a good job of cementing the impending doom that we're all about to face. Um, they all, they, there's a plan the whole time and everything like that. At no point in this movie is like, all right, we're just fucked. We're just done for. It's well, because just not going to work. That would not make for a good popcorn movie, and it's, it's kind of a But popcorn. Armageddon, at some point, they think, oh, it's it's going to be done. We're all fucked. But then Harry's got to go down and set off the bomb himself, save himself. You know, Which movie's heavier? I th- yeah, I think Armageddon's heavier than this uh, movie. Yeah, Armageddon's more heavy. Because pretty much, with the exception of the First Lady, like everyone survives in this movie. All the main characters, anyway. Not the random Asian guy that was flying through the massive amounts of 
alien crafts. Like, you know what I'm talking about? There's like a wall coming out. He goes, there's so many! <laughs> and he just runs into one and Well, dies. not Harry yeah. Connick Jr. either. Yeah, Harry Connick Jr. didn't die. Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I, I smoked that Harry Connick Jr. That's actually pretty funny. That made me laugh. I'm Are also... You, you got some? Uh, <laughs> I played the fifth. No, I actually... I'm not sure that one plane flying into the primary weapon would destroy the entire ship. Yeah, I, well, but Randy Quaid, he's, you know, welcome back, boys, or I'm back, boys. Ah, yours! <laughs> yeah. yeah, but good for him. He got to sacrifice himself. No, I loved it. It was great. Not, like, good that he had to do that, but you know what I'm saying. Ah, yeah. That's a redeeming moment for that character. It is, because he's a terrible father and a complete drunk. And, yeah. And he, he redeems himself. He'd he's, be a good drinking buddy. He, for sure. He's not going to be mine, though. He was mine. Well, foreshadowing, Yeah, Rob. sorry, well, guys. God was, damn. You know, you know. All right. Do you know what time it is? It's, it's time, time for Tipsy Trivia. Let's get this in there, too. That's the wrong one. There it is. <laughs> Oh, that actually worked out pretty well. I meant to do both of those because I forgot the transition. It's fine. Oh, so you did the skadoosh on purpose. I did. For the record, you listeners. <laughs> All right, number one. That's actually Calvin's asshole. <laughs> That's what's funny <laughs> no, about he that. He literally sat on his headset to, <laughs> to record that. That's disgusting. Like, I will never wear that headset ever again because I saw what he did with it. Yeah, yeah. Number one, which country was this movie banned in? A, oh, hold on. I had to do the intro. This is the portion of the podcast <laughs> where we have five trivia-based questions from the film. If Keenan gets three of the five right, he doesn't have to shotgun, and I do, and vice Bitch. versa. But inevitably, we'll both end up shotgunning. Number one, which country Number was... Number eins. <laughs> you do that every time. Is that German? That's German. Okay. Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch, aber nicht so gut. Die Kuh kommt um die Ecke. No sprechens. Number one. Which country was this movie banned in? A, Lebanon, B, Iraq, C, Kuwait, or D, Norway? I will say Iraq because at one point in the movie, they say northern Iraq desert that the aliens are showing up in. Not Iraq. It is actually Lebanon. Shit. But you're not, you're on the right path because it, was in, it so it included scenes with Iraqi and Israeli soldiers joining forces, and uh, they were like, where... no! Yeah, the fucking end of the movie where it's just like, Okay, and this is, I'm going to sound, never mind, keep going. You sure? Well. Yeah. Hey, it's fine, I can cut it out. Well, at the end of the movie, when they're like, uh, everyone's just sitting around, like the, the British people, they're all sitting around, and they're like, well, the Americans have a plan. It's, they're about, like, bloody it's about bloody time. It's like, what do well, they plan to do? I don't know. Everyone's just, no one else can think about it except for Americans. Come on. There's smart people around the world. Of this course. is where I sound anti-patriotic, but I'm just saying. like They're all just waiting around for the Americans to come up with a fucking idea. Keenan, there's a difference between being a patriot and being a nationalist. Yeah, I'm a patriot. I'm not a nationalist. I'm, I am as well. I'm a patriot. Yeah. I'm not a nationalist. True or false? Number about two. bloody fucking time. I knew the Americans were going to save us. Like it should be in every movie. Where's our tea? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking British. Where's our cuppa? Number two. True or false? This was the highest grossing film of 1996. You're the highest grossing film of 1996. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Armageddon didn't come out in 96, did it? That was Deep Impact. In 98 was okay. Armageddon. I'm going to say true then. No. What? Was Titanic? No, that was 97. I'm going to say true. It was true. All highest right, grossing cool. film of 96. Woo! What, Number am I two for two? One for two. Whatever. You said Iraq, not Lebanon. 
I rock, I run, or I run, I rock, I hurt. Dad, what's a rack? A country. Because, no, all right. So I the, don't know what that's the, from. No, no, no. There's a scene from Bringing Down the House where there's a little kid reading a penthouse magazine. He goes, Dad, what's a rack? Uh, and he okay. goes, a country. See, I thought you were going to go the other way with it, but yeah. You still were going that same way. I was. Number three, who was originally offered the role of Jasmine? Was it A, Vanessa Williams, B, Mariah Carey, C, Jada Pinkett, or D, Halle Berry? I'm going to say Jada Pinkett, even though I think that's the red herring, but I'm going to say Jada Pinkett. It was Jada Pinkett. Nice. She had conflicting schedules with something she was doing, a different project, so she uh, couldn't sign on. Were they married at this point? Definitely dating. Okay. Don't know if they were married. Okay. They might have been. That's a good marriage right there. That's a Hollywood marriage that's lasted. It's lasted. Yeah. Number four, who was originally offered the role of David Levinson? Was it A, Matthew McConaughey? Wait, wait, wait. I have to pull Calvin here. That's Jeff Goldblum? Correct. Okay. All right. Was it A, Matthew McConaughey, B, Matthew Broderick, C, Matt Dillon, or D, Matt Damon? What the fuck are you doing with these mats? All right. <laughs> God damn it. They're all mats. I was just hearing mats. All right. Say it again. Matthew McConaughey, Damon, Dillon, or? Broderick. For David Levinson. Broderick. Was Broderick. You know why I guess that? Godzilla. Yeah. That, well, that's what they say. Then subsequently, he could, it didn't work out in this film, but then the next film Roland Emmerich did was Godzilla, and Broderick was on. I, you know, I like Godzilla. We should do that sometime. Broderick kind of I plays, would do Godzilla. I would absolutely do Godzilla on this pod. He's kind of a similar character to David Levinson in that a little bit. He's he's getting the worms out of the ground and all that stuff. He's a scientist guy. Goldblum's you know? way better, though. Oh, yeah. Goldblum is way better. He's less, you know, Broadway stage. But only one of those two were Ferris Bueller. True. Yeah. Got to take a day off. Only two kind of people know Kung Fu. Chinese and the King, <laughs> and I'm one of them. Number five. Look out, man. Over under 2,500, how many visual effects shots did this movie have? Wait, is this all on the line for me here? No, I think you're good because you got two, three. You got three right. Do you, okay. you, two, three, and four. You got two, three, and four. All right, right. well, over, under, 2,500? Yeah. Over. 3,000. There were 3,000 visual effects shots in this film. Suck it, motherfucker. And so I guess do we... I guess we should... Yeah. Well, still shotgun anyway. You want to do, do it now? Yeah, might as well do okay. it now. I'm going to shotgun to celebrate my victory, and Rob is going to shotgun because he lost. He didn't yeah. have a, any good questions to ask me. I really like the first one. That's your control. At least I either? Thank you for having me there. Oh, man, I'm really trying. Oh. I was trying to make sure I drank the whole thing that time. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't fucking drink that whole thing. Kind of good. I, 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 mean, I, I got, got 93%. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd say 93 to 93. That's fine. I think that's cool. Warrior Nun? I'm going to yeah, watch I'm that shit. Well, season one comes Thursday, you got to wait. I'm going to watch that shit for sure. What were we just saying before we did that, though? I don't know. We'll, uh... We're talking no, about The I'll Last of Us. The Last of Us, yes. Yeah. Dude, if you liked the first one... I really enjoyed the first one. Play the second one. Really enjoyed it. There's been... A lot of the critics have been like, Oh, they made this whole thing which she's gay. It's like, okay, so what? She is gay, and you do have to play as the people that killed Ellie. Yeah, I, or, I don't... Uh, what, Joel. That's fine. But... I, I'm not through it yet, but yeah, I, I think it's really cool because it's making you care about the other side too a little bit, even though I. Well, it was uh, Hideo Kojima uh, did The Last of Us. He also did no. 
Kojima did Metal Gear Solid, yeah. and he did Death Stranding. Neil Druckmann did The Last of Us. So Hideo Kojima has nothing to do with The Last of Us? Nothing. I was going to say, because they compared it to when Hideo Kojima did Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty on PlayStation 2, where you, and I remember this because I, I loved that game, you played as Raiden instead of yeah, Solid, Snake. Solid, Solid Snake. And uh, that was, he, they compared it to how you play with, as Ellie the said. person who kills Oh, yeah, Joel. yeah, yeah. We have to cut this shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you uh, do, and, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll keep going. Let's keep going. Where were we at? Um, I think we just finish it. Yeah, drinking buddies. Drinking buddies. Buddies, buddies, buddies. My drinking buddy is absolutely Randy Quaid, 10 times out of 10. He's the only drinker in this film, and he'd fucking be a blast to drink with. Jesus. I had a. I'm not Jesus in your drinking buddy. No, dude, bro. Actually, I'm having some Mike and Jason moments going on. I saw a funny TikTok of Tim Tebow who was hitting. So it's someone's filming him, and he's you know he's at a Top Golf or something, and he just racks his fucking ball 400 yards. And the guy filming him goes, "Jesus!" And in total Tim Tebow fashion, goes, "Loves you." <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's up, Tim Tebow? I, you know what? You. I used to think Tim Tebow was a fake and full of shit. I think he really is that guy. Oh, he totally is that guy. I think he's I think that. He I, I think he is that fucking guy. Well, we were sports fans in two thousand fucking eight or nine or whatever. When he's like, "You're gonna see the best from this team. We're gonna give the best." His little fucking thing after they lost the. Well, and I always, I never trusted him because he always like complained that he was like, oh, "I'm just, I'm trying to be a good Christian, and I just take pictures with girls in public, and they just." Pull pull up their shirts and start flashing while people take pictures. And it's really uncomfortable. I'm like, okay. Sounds terrible. Tim. Let me see them. Too. I yeah, feel yeah, terrible. Yeah. I almost think that's, I almost feel bad for him because most men, most biologically normal dudes. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. Psychological normal dudes would be like, this is dope. Chicks are flashing me. He is stressed out by it. Yeah. I feel bad for him. I empathize. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so my drinking buddy's Randy Quaid. My drinking buddy would be Judd Hirsch. I know he's probably not drinking, but I'm going to drink with Judd Hirsch. I'm going to play chess with him. Maybe Jeff Goldblum. I'm going to drink with that father-son combo. He's, I think Jeff Goldblum's the only other character in the film that drinks. Then I'll say Jeff Goldblum, I guess, over Judd Hirsch, but Judd Hirsch would be my choice. Yeah, I, Judd, I'd like to sit and you know, play, uh, play some chess with him. That's not chick mate. That's not chick mate. Uh, you're drunk, wait a minute, old man. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's wait a minute. checkmate, old man. So, yeah, uh, Judd Hirsch or Jeff Goldblum, either or. Both good choices. Nobody's smoking weed in this movie, so fuck it. It was the mid-90s. Weed was, it, we, that, there was still that reefer yeah. madness shit going on, people. Yeah. Early, early Sunday morning, the White House got blown up on the day. All right, Rotten Tomatoes over under. We will start with the critics, which I will set at a 69%. <laughs> Equal. 65. Lower. The audience, I will set at an 80%. Over. 75. What? Yeah. I was a little surprised by that, too. 5% of you guys are fucking up. I agree. I would definitely. Well, again, with Rotten Tomatoes, it's at least put at 75% of the people said they liked it. I would have thought that was low, too, though. I would have gotten at least 85. At least 85. You know, it's weird to think this movie's 24 years old now, though. It is. It's almost like a classic. Yeah, man. It's going to be on Turner soon. Jesus Christ. (laughs) After John Wayne as Billy the Kid, we've got (laughs) Independence Day with Will Smith. And Jeff Goldblum. Watch it. IMDb was? 
It'll get you drunk. I don't know, actually. Uh, 7.3? 7.0. 7.0. Which I think, from an IMDb scale, that that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Well, 7, if it's 7, you know, watch it. What's your real buzz ranking? Ooh, I like this. I, I You know, I'd give this like an 8.5. It's not perfect. I'd give it an 8.5. I go 8.2. I like 8.2. Like, so, yeah. so let's set, what, what movie sets the precedent for having the best overall film? Fuck this. Let's do it on a 1 to 10 scale. It can only be on a 1 to 10 scale. 1 to 10? No, no points? No points. Because then if you do 1, 1. 1.5, that's really a 20-point scale. 8. Yeah, I'd say 8, too. 8. I'd say 8 as well. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'd say a 10 is in Bruges. I'd yeah, say dude. a 1 is... Uh, I don't even know. I don't think we've I, seen a 1, to be honest Sharknado 2, maybe. I'm not even sure that's a 1. Yeah. That's like there's a three. There's some fun to have in Right, there. yeah. yeah. Th- there's, there's some entertainment value in that It's going to be hard for me to give out a 10 ever. I will say that. But in Bruges, is a 10. I'm trying to think Wolf of it. Wall Street might be a 10. It's not. A it, 9. It, it's, it's a 9. It, maybe it's an, an eight. 8 or a 9. I'd say this is an 8. If there was one movie that I would give a 10, in Bruges, in the running, maybe. It's just my favorite film of all time. It's really good. Man. I would say do it, but I think I just don't like it. We'd have to change almost the format of the podcast. I don't know because the whole time it would just be you and I doing Colin Farrell and yeah, doing, doing, doing bad. Act- it's Jesus fucking blood, isn't it? It's Jesus. Fucking of course, blood. you don't fucking have to. Of course, you fucking have to. All right. All right. On that note, we'll go ahead and end the podcast. Thank you again for listening. This is Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz crew and we review the best of the worst for you. Keenan, take us out. Don't blow your fucking hand off this weekend. Come on, guys. Let's do it. We are the Real Buzz crew and we review the best of the worst for you. <laughs> oh, thank you.